Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and our special guest. He is a FAA flight examiner now. Captain Ed is with us today on Just Plane Radio to navigate the latest aviation news and information. And we're going to find out how that's going. At the first of the year, he has transitioned to a full-time flight examiner. We're going to get much deeper into how that's going, what that entails. You know, he kind of, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he made the announcement live on Just Plane Radio that he was doing this. I didn't even understand exactly what it all meant. And, uh, and, and now I have a much clearer picture. So we're going to bring up every, uh, bring everybody up to speed. Fair enough, Ed, right? You're ready. I'm ready. Okay. He just, he's. He just I'm like just yeah, whatever. At the, you didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't quite get it. You you kind of threw me for a loop when you made that announcement. I was like, oh, what does that mean? You're already doing that, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, but you know, it does affect things uh, in a much bigger way than uh, I realized at yeah. the time. So we'll we'll get a little deeper into that. But first, we got to talk about Captain Dennis and myself flying around Florida this week. Uh, I got up uh, in, in the air and did some flying. With Captain Dennis, we posted the pictures up there on the Just Plain Radio Facebook page. There's already been the typical comments of, well, I'll just read one. It says, hey, uh, does this mean uh, Greg is logging flight training or have we just moved past that? Well, thanks for your sarcastic comment, you rat bastard. But sure no, that wasn't Keith. I, I don't sure know. That wasn't Keith commenting. Uh, if uh, Larry is it? Uh, I don't know. Larry is. It says Larry, so I'll just go with it. It's someone other than you guys or your aliases that you use to bust my balls every week. But that said, yeah, there was no flight training going on. This was a pure flight for pleasure. Am I right, Dennis? It was, but you know, we'll, we'll call it what it. You know. It, it could be considered an instructional flight. It was getting you back into the air, got you back into an airplane, and you were actually flying with an instructor. That's probably That's more progress than we've had in about six years. Yeah. Well, it keeps your head. I was going to say game. decades, but you know. Yeah. You know, so this was in uh, Dennis's Mooney 201. And, uh, you know, he had filed an IFR flight plan, which, you know, I was training for VFR as a, you know, private pilot. And at first, it was a little bit like, okay, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'd say that lasted for about the first 10 minutes or so, and then it started all coming back because it had been a while since I've been in an aircraft and, uh, you know, trying to help out or at least not not really help out, but just kind of see if I could stay up with the conversation on tower and and uh, see what knobs and buttons he was pushing and all that kind of stuff on the run-up and the checklist and all that. And it, it did. By the end of our trip, I was, I, I was fairly caught up. That doesn't mean I could have flown it. <laughs> but, but uh or actually you know what i know i could have flown it in the air but it's that whole landing thing or probably even the takeoff part that might have been a problem i don't know uh but it didn't seem too bad but we had a good uh adventure and it really drilled home the whole reason of why i wanted to become a private pilot in the first place and that was efficiency 
because what we did is uh, right after we did our other radio shows, World of Boating and Just Plain Radio, I mean, uh, World of Boating and Scuba Radio, uh, this past Saturday, Scuba Radio finishes up 5 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, we wanted to go down and do some diving in South Florida on Sunday, and I, I conned uh, Dennis to come up to Orlando to pick me up in his Mooney and fly me down to South Florida so we could do just that. Now, it, just to be clear, we yeah. had a shared purpose. I did want to go scuba diving. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I so just got to make this clear. This whole expense this sharing. This was not and, a charter. This no, was, was not, not a, a charter, charter flight. <laughs> it was just like, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? You want to go do this? And uh, we met some folks down there. Did some diving on Sunday. Just had a ball, and uh, you know, dove uh, that day. Hung out. Did some networking. Had some fun on Sunday, and then got up the next day on Monday morning and had uh, breakfast with some friends of ours uh, down there and then headed off to the airport and we were good to go. And we're back. I was back by lunchtime on Monday and felt like I'd been gone for three or four days. And it accomplished a lot as far as just, you know, it was fun, but it was also just a, a, a very tight schedule, but didn't feel that way. You know, usually after a trip like that, you know, just if, if I was driving, it would, it would, uh, you would have tagged on at least six hours in the car, driving back and forth and around. And, and not to mention the fatigue of driving. Exactly. You're, you know, you're a little bit washed out after that. You know, you feel like you've been gone. You're a little out of sorts after a little trip. I came back. I went and worked in the yard. My wife was ecstatic. She was like, Oh, I thought you were just going to come home and take a nap or something. And, you know, cause that's usually what I do after a trip, you know, but, uh, but this one, I was like, I, I was energized. I felt like, you know, Hey, let's go. I mean, because we were only in the air for about an hour. It was about an hour, 20 minutes to get back home with the headwind and everything. And that included, you know, the waiting for a release on the ground in, in right. Orlando or down at uh, Lauderdale Executive. And, you know, but still, that's an hour and 20 minutes versus a three hour drive. I'll take that any day. Absolutely. Any day. Yeah. All I day mean, long. And I don't think you realize how much of a difference it makes until you do this type of thing. And then you go, golly, I feel great. And I, you know, I, I it didn't really, uh, you know, uh, put a dent in any of the the things that I had to do during the week and all that kind of stuff as far as scheduling and, and planning for the weekend and all that kind of good stuff. So, and imagine it, how much more efficient it would have been if you could have just gotten your own airplane and left right. from Orlando instead of having to have somebody come 45 minutes out of his way to come get you true <laughs> see you know uh so the goal for dennis was to inspire me to get back in the cockpit and start my training and i would say mission accomplished because it, it was good i learned i picked up some stuff it kind of you know uh energized me a little bit to make that happen so we we talked about a few things the only thing uh that i said to dennis i was like gosh would you just get a little bit bigger of an airplane so we could bring more junk or more people with <laughs> us next time and he's like, no, but, uh, regardless, <laughs> I said, just pack less dive gear. Greg. Well, no, we can't do that. We have too much, well, too many. Well, toys. We had Greg. two scooters, four lobster snares. Right. Uh, you know, how much stuff did we really need to go get that one lobster that was too small anyway? Well, that, well, that is true. Yes, Ed. What are you thinking? Greg, you just need to get a bigger airplane yourself. Well, I told him that, you know, we were, when we were flying in and out of, uh, Fort Lauderdale executive, we, th we saw what? Not one, but three um, Cessna Grand Caravans idled right there by uh, customs. And I told, yep. uh, you know, I told Dennis, I said, look, they got three of them there. Surely they're one of them they'd give us, right? To just take and do with what we will. Just ask questions later. Right. 
Hey, hey Greg, have you bought a lottery ticket yet? Uh, no, but I need to. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, that's I, that's I how you, that's how that's going to work. Okay, that's how it's going to work. Okay. okay, all right. Well, you know, I was talking. I was, you know, we were hanging with some uh, big spender guys, some young young kids that are like uh, YouTubers down in South Florida that have more money than they should at their age. And they were asking us about airplanes, and I, I said, go get a Grand Caravan. Cost you about a million and a half dollars. You'll be able to fly wherever you want to go and take whatever you need to take, right? That was about right. And if right. you need a pilot, we know a guy. Yeah, it would be uh, Dennis or Ed or Keith. Uh, or even my son. I'll put him to work. I, I there make, you go. I make an excellent passenger, asked Dennis. So, you know, but uh, – but regardless, you know, who knows? Eventually, we're we're going to get back into the training kind of thing. But we had a great flight. We flew out Saturday night, like I said, right after I did the show. So we had a beautiful night flight down to South Florida. I mean, the conditions were just about, I don't know, they were idyllic, weren't they, uh, Dennis? Smooth as silk. Yeah. You couldn't ask for better. Nice, clear skies, no bumps. Even the traffic wasn't bad. You were, you were a little bit behind on the radio calls, but you know, right. when you look at what they were doing, they brought us right over the top of Orlando International. So that's, that's why it was a little busy chatter on the radio. But once we got headed out towards the coast, it was pretty, pretty sedate. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I started catching up with the, what was going on. I was like, okay, I remember this. And we were doing you know, uh, this track from this waypoint to that waypoint. He was showing me how the autopilot was working and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, hey, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I can. I think I can. So uh, there was a lot going on. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. If this company is a plane, then this is Richard's damn plane. And if he wants to fly it on the side of a mountain, that is his prerogative. And it is our duty to climb on, strap in, and have a fiery death right behind him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Gonna take a for a ride on a This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Captain Ed, who is also an FAA flight examiner now. We're going to get into that a little bit more in just a bit. But before we do, we got to finish up talking about our little adventure. Had a cool little flight in Dennis's Mooney 201 from Orlando down to South Florida. Did a little diving. And then, uh, then we flew back. It was quick, but it was efficient. It's what you use general aviation for. If you have a reason to get around and, uh, you know, save a little time and, you know, it it just, uh, makes things so much more efficient and fun because you're not wiped out after all the travel and all that kind of thing. Now, uh, I was picking up a few things, you know, and it was one of those type of flights for me to kind of, you know, get me back into the cockpit and just kind of get familiar with how things are going and what do I remember from my uh, flight training from a few years ago and, you know, it's at first I was kind of like, oh, damn, I don't remember nothing. But by the end of the flight, uh, I was really uh, re- remembering a ton of stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I remember how to do this and how to do that. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of made me feel good that, okay, I have retained some of this. And uh, once I get back into the training kind of thing, it, it, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of riding a bike a little bit. Is that a fair analogy, you think, Ed? From a Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the, you know the the physical side of flying and the um that it, it's hard to lose once you have it that's yeah. why once you, once you've soloed an airplane it's it's easier to get back into it than if you quit and stop training before the solo right i had a guy a couple of years ago he hadn't flown in 30 years and he made the most beautiful landing the first time i'm like yeah right he says no 30 years hmm. um you know so there's some things that once you get it you get it and right. it's not going to go away well, yeah, the, the first few times, you know, five, 10 times down final and landing are going to be, you know, a little jerky, but you'll smooth out. After yeah. that. Well, you know, when we were flying back from Fort Lauderdale back to Orlando, uh, all it came rushing back was the layout of the airport because that's where I did all my training. And so I'm used to the uh, landmarks of downtown Orlando, the power plant off to the east, the uh, the towers. That we'd always use as like little, you know, visual markers when we're running the pattern and really practicing for those solos and stuff like that. So I, you know, we're coming up the uh, east coast of Florida. I look off to the right and far off in the distance. I said, "Hey, uh, Dennis, I think that's the uh, the shuttle building," and uh, and he's like, "Nah," and then he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, you're right." I said, "That's pretty good." He was ready well, to I- give me a banana. <laughs> Had to settle for a Biscoff cookie because that's yeah, the that's true. snacks I carry. Yeah, he had sponged them off. You're his like last. a real air. Yeah, you're like a real airline. You got Biscoff cookies. Well, yeah, I found them in a single, uh, individually wrapped singles. They're perfect for the airplane. They don't go stale as quick, and you can right. hand them out to passengers. Yeah, oh, the, there you go. The stewardess kept wondering, like, gosh, he's eating a lot of those things. <laughs> but regardless, yeah, I mean, I recognize the vehicle assembly building over there in Nassau. And then, you know, you know, once you've done this a few times, you know, you, you do kind of get that layout, uh, pretty much ingrained in your brain 
you know, by flying the pattern so much. So I was pretty familiar, like, yeah. okay, there's the road, there's the road. And I remember when I first started yeah. that stuff, it was like a, like a foreign language. I didn't get any of this. It, this is this is coming from the guy who needs a GPS to find his house. Shush. In his car. Yeah, just just for the record, just so we're clear. I, You know, 23andMe, I have that, right? Uh-huh. I, they, they sent me a notice and said some traits that you have in your genes. Is, one is that you have the genes of a professional athlete, and two, <laughs> you are navigationally challenged so i will concur with the navigationally challenged because we had to do a lot of extra swimming in uh fort lauderdale too because somebody decided to head eastbound to get back to the beach yeah well it you know hey it's in my that's a long way that's a long way to swim it's in my professionally athlete uh genes sorry that's (laughs) how the how how i roll evidently but uh anyway (laughs) you know it is what it is but even I was able to navigate back to Orlando pretty easily because I was, you know, I'm familiar with the landmarks at my home airport pretty good now. And, uh, and, and that part of it was, uh, you know, it just makes you feel good. Like it gives you, it builds your confidence back a little bit. You know what I'm saying, Ed? When you yeah, see that? Yeah. 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 And the fact that I saw the vehicle assembly building, I was like, Hey, Dennis, look over there. And he's like, Oh, wow. You know, I, I saw something he didn't even see at first. So I felt like I am pretty damn impressive. <laughs> In your own mind. Yes, exactly. That's all that matters. That's all but that think matters. about that for a second. You know, where we were, we were mm-hmm. about equal distance between uh, Orlando Executive and Cape Canaveral. And right. the visibility was good enough that you could see both at the same time. Exactly. That, yeah, It was a beautiful awesome. day yeah. for flying. Yeah. 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 Actually, we were talking about uh, that when we were flying back to Ed, like, you know, with all the SpaceX rocket launches right now, is that a popular thing to to go up in you know in oh, yeah. the plane and watch the rockets take off at NASA? Yeah, if, you, if you, especially if, if you got weather like we've had over the last few days, yeah, uh, where it's just crystal clear, it yeah, it's unbelievable to to watch those those launches, and you can you can get out you know between Bithlow and 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 Christmas and Circle, yeah, uh, which you know they're, they're just east of Orlando Executive Airport. You can circle there and. And watch the whole thing, and uh, wow. the only the only thing is, if you go out there and then they you know scrub at the last second, you don't right. you don't really know right away. But you know you're still flying, so who cares? So is that what uh, some of the folks here in Orlando do, though? I mean, is that a fairly oh, yeah. typical thing when oh, uh, yeah. the launch yeah. is planned? Yeah, when when like when they did the crew launch, they uh, uh, they uh, put a bigger restriction on it. Yeah, they just um, set so, up a bigger TFR. Around yeah, NASA, it was more like it, it was more like the shuttle launch TFR, where executive actually fell into the TFR. We could enter and exit, uh, and go and go to the go to the west, but we couldn't go to the east. So, hmm. on those type of launches, you couldn't. But on the on the on the the smaller ones, yeah, you can you can be flying in between executive and the space center and get a great view. Wow, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So I don't know. I might have, we may have to add that to our list, Dennis. I already told him, I said, you got to fly back up here, you know, from his home base of Fort Myers for one of these launches, pick me up and we'll go do that. But I mean, how busy does it get up there? I mean, like you said, uh, other pilots are doing this in Orlando. I mean, is it literally like, uh, they take off and they just do a circle around, uh, like the east side of the, uh, executive airport outside of the flight pattern or something, which would be uh, uh, a lot be, of them. Yeah, a lot of them will go a little further out than that and fly, you know, parallel to I ninety five. And okay, it, it 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 not that many people do it. It's you know, traffic is up, but not that much. But if you have, 
some traffic avoidance systems like the ADS-B in, and, and you could start spotting people a little bit better. It's yeah. definitely something you want to do with multiple pilots on board just so there's multiple sets of eyes looking for their airplane. Right. You got to keep uh, keep your head on a swivel because there you won't and, be the uh, only person doing flight that. following, it's free. There you go. <laughs> if they let you do that in these COVID times, uh, some of that has been yeah. limited, but the, it's still available. All right, cool. So we had an awesome time. I think we've covered that base. Now time to get a little deeper with Captain uh, Ed and his new designation as an FAA flight examiner. That's next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now go, fly, be free. Time for me to fly. Oh, I got to set myself free. Time for me to fly. And that's just how it's got to be. I know it hurts to say goodbye, but it's time for me to fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Captain Ed, who's now an FAA flight examiner uh, at the start of the year. Well, here, right here on Just Plane Radio, just a few weeks ago, he made the announcement like, hey, I'm doing this full time now, Greg. I'm no longer officially at the flight school, and uh, and now I am a flight examiner. So when you're ready to get uh, your pilot's license, I could be your flight examiner. So, uh Get ready to grease the palms if you plan to pass. There's not enough money in the world, Greg. What? Not enough money in the world. Come on. <laughs> How about a lobster tail? Uh, okay. Can I bribe you with food or something? No, no, no Brad. I'll, Come on. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, All right. Yeah, you can't do yeah, that. But I, it's you know it, it 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 I have been a pilot examiner. It's just straight that for two years already. I just decided right. to do sell, it sell my now. shares. Yeah, sell my shares in the flight school business so I can pay full-time attention to to the pilot examiner business Got it. and expand that and, yeah and and and, and you like doing so it obviously good. that was something you oh, wanted yeah. to move forward with and uh yeah it's it's it was a logical next step you know and that's yeah. where keith and, and lenny 
yeah, it helped me help me figure out how to do it, uh, mm-hmm. and so it benefited all of us. And right. So that's that's what we we decided to do. And that way, like I say, I can I and actually have been doing some traveling, going to the other airports, and giving flight tests uh, already this month, and uh, plan to do more of that. And uh, just so I'm it, clear, as a FAA flight examiner, does this mean you can do this anywhere in the country? Or is it limited to a certain yes. region or what? No, it used to be limited. But as of uh, 2018, uh, I think September or October 2018, there are no geographic boundaries. I could go to Hawaii and give a flight test. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of it. Uh, uh, so anywhere in the United States uh, that uh, I could not go to Europe, even though there are some examiners that are able to work in Europe. It's, it's basically U.S the United States, any of the, any of the States, I'm not even sure if I could go to a territory, probably could. Yeah. But, um, that like I say, I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking to travel that much. Right. So. Well, how does it work as far as like, uh, you know, a kid about saying, Hey, I could have Ed as my flight examiner. I can't request you. Can I, or can I, oh, for yeah. my check ride? Yeah. I could. Absolutely. So all I have to do, I, I obviously Ed is not bribable. So what I got to do is dig up some dirt and hold it over his head and say, hey. I think he has far more dirt over you. And would you really want to be in that position of going in for your check ride, knowing that he can, he has the ultimate say of whether you pass or fail? Think about that for a minute. Well, he does. That is true, regardless um, of what kind of dirt he has well, on me. <laughs> and I got plenty of it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you definitely got more on me than, than I would ever have on you. But uh, but you but, can do that if, if you. Uh, yeah. What are you doing? You can, you say, hey, I know this uh, FAA flight examiner. I'd like to request him, and that's yeah. a relatively easy thing to do. It's relatively easy thing to do. You know, the schools usually handle the coordination of the flight test, and so they'll they'll be the ones that will contact me. Say, we've got you know an applicant or two ready for exam. Uh, what right. what's your availability? And yeah. and I give them my availability dates, and they arrange the whole thing. And I'm ironically, when they mention it's the me, test. you're not available. You're out of the country, exactly. traveling on exactly. vacation. Exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, let's put it this way: if you train with flight training professionals, yeah, I'm still doing the majority of what they they need done for flight tests. Right. That uh, that we still we still work work together that way. So, yeah. but but no, it's it's it is it is the type of thing that the applicant can request. It depends on the school. There are some schools that say no, you're going to use this person, and you were going to tell you what day it is and all that stuff. And and like I say, so I, I spend more time dealing directly with the flight school and then just meeting the applicant the, the day of. I usually will send him an email the night before, or a couple of days before, giving him a cross country assignment and just kind of breaking the ice a little bit. And then uh, and then uh, then I actually meet him the day of the flight test. Unless of course I've been in giving flight tests at that school earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, I do I do ask that the any of the, uh, the the flight school management to introduce me to them. Uh, ahead of time that way they you know have a name to go with, or face to go with the name and and you know uh, are put a little bit more at ease my, my biggest issue with the way some examiners will will execute the exam is they 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 try to add pressure to the situation and you know uh, uh you know dennis can attest to this we all put enough pressure on ourselves that we don't need to have an examiner adding pressure to us right well like how though what do you mean just by being well, uh, just just by how you ask the questions in your demeanor yeah. Um, that, uh, that, you know, it, it's, yeah, well, and you've, you've met our good friend and have, we've had, uh, Diego Alfonso on the, on the radio show in the past. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was, he was the, the, I think the best examiner I ever dealt with because he had this natural, 
uh, way about him that helped applicants relax mm-hmm. to to get or at least as relaxed as they can be to get there uh, to you know to get rid of the nerves and give an honest uh, uh, evaluation or get an honest evaluation of them. And so I try to I try other than I cannot do Diego's accent. <laughs> I try I try to I try to remember that that's what I want to do when I'm giving an exam and I want to walk walk away from the exam having the applicant know more than anything that I I, I didn't add to the stress and that they uh, they were able to give a, give a on and get a honest fair evaluation right now Regar- uh, regardless whether it was a passer or 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 disapproved got it now are, are you allowed as a uh, flight examiner say uh, hey we uh we have this student we want you to uh uh do a test of and, and then they say who it is and then you go oh hell no Actually, I have already done that. Oh, you have. I was hoping you didn't have that. It power. wasn't you this time, though. I'm it sure. wasn't you this time. No, really. But you I, have that. But what I, was the reason? Why? I, it's not something that I care to discuss. It was yeah. just it, somebody that that there was an experience with in the past prior to being an examiner, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was fair to be that person's the person giving that per, that test. Yeah. So I just recuse myself. And there are other stories of other examiners when, you know, if somebody's tested with you two times and not passed, they will they will recuse themselves saying, hey, maybe it's me. Give them to another examiner, see if the outcome's any better. Right. Um, That, uh, you know, so it's it's not as uncommon as you think Mm -hmm. um, that uh, that that does happen from time to time. Yeah. Have you had to fail anybody already uh, since you took this on full time or can you say? Um. Well, well, yeah, well, it's not really but, a fail. It's like okay, uh, you need to do a do over, right? Well, yeah, that they need to go back for additional training, right. and it's 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 um, it's very rare to have uh, a, a any given month go by without a number of applicants that don't meet the standards. Um, oh, really? That, okay. Uh, that yeah, that it's 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 uh, you know we, we we don't really track percentages, but um, you know. Rarely, rarely do you see perfect performance from any school. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and, and that's where I say, you know, flight training professionals are no different. There are applicants that, that, you know, I've known and watched throughout their training. They come up and on the flight test, they do some stuff that, you know, you just can't say that's acceptable according to ACS. Right. And that's the thing that ACS is the air certification standards, the guideline. And if the examiner is following it, it, you know, and it, that, that, regardless of who the examiner is, the outcome would have been the same based mm-hmm. on the, uh, on the applicant's performance. Right. And, uh, and that's where I say the only thing I can do is try to create an environment in which they're relaxed and give a honest, uh, honest performance. And then in, and we'll, we'll hope for the best that they're within the standards. And, and it does happen a majority of the time that they're within the standards and they get the certificate. Yeah. Um, what are the numbers? Know, they, what, how many uh, exams are you doing a month? You figure about, I don't, uh, it, 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 it varies. varies. I mean, literally Greg, it's, it's what, uh, third week of coming into the third full week of January. Right. Uh, So, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a moving target. The first two weeks were good. The last week, it's kind of been kind of quiet, but then again, next week's all busy. So yeah, it's it's, it's all over the place. Yep. All right. I got to pick his brain. So I know I got, I got to get some edge. Uh, that's where this yep. is going. Of course, you know this by listening, but it's just what I do on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So I get off the plane and I forgot to undo my seatbelt and I'm pulling the plane through the terminal. And the wings are knocking people over. And then I almost broke both my arms trying to hold open a revolving door for a woman. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again, learn to live so free. Take these broken wings. This is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Copilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and uh, FAA Flight Examiner, Captain Ed. Uh, with us right now as well. And by the way, before we uh, finish up uh, talking more about uh, how this is going for him, uh, you, you, everybody has seen the news that the U.S. has set these new standards that you got to get tested within three days before coming back into the States. And if you test positive for COVID, you have to quarantine, I guess, where you are for two weeks. Uh, I, I don't know if that counts if uh, you're flying uh, in your own aircraft. If you could just go up and fly over around in circles for for two weeks i don't think it counts i don't know i mean but they can't uh they can't keep you from flying around in the uh you know say like if you're in the bahamas can't you just fly above the bahamas you could still fly all around you just have to stay in the bahamas for two weeks do you know ed have you heard or what no i haven't heard okay that, that's all that's all news to it me. sounds good to me though that i mean you know you're just not allowed back home you gotta stay where you are for two weeks if you test positive but I mean, can they? Who's going who, to pay for it? Uh, you are. <laughs> it's, a, it's another risk of uh, travel right now. That you know, if you get out of the country and you happen to test positive uh, before you're ready to come back, we may need yep. to get uh, Tom Haynes on from AOPA and see because I'm sure they're helping navigate that whole situation. Because how will you, uh, you know, ha- ensure that there's a way to get the test results to leave? the Bahamas, say Bimini, I'm sure that they don't have any sort of real passenger clearing or anything like that for general aviation flights. So how is that whole process going to work? Is Customs and Border Patrol going to require you submit the uh, COVID test along with your EAPIS flight plan to come back into the U.S.? Or yeah, is it going to be handled they differently actually, for GA? Dennis, that is, uh, I believe that is the case. That is what I have heard through my contacts, uh, that, that, that the Bahamas do have that set up because you have to have a uh, it, it's funny. The U.S. is behind everybody else. And the Bahamas, you do have to have a test before you can go there. So they require that. And they do require you to take another test, evidently, if you're there more than five nights to show that you still don't have it. And now the U.S. has kicked in and said, well, guess what? Now you're going to have to have a test, a negative test for COVID to be able to fly back to the U.S. And, and as far as, you know, that's fine. They already do kind of have the testing infrastructure set up in a lot of the islands like the Bahamas and stuff to do just that. But the problem is if you happen to test positive, if you get over there and then all of a sudden you pick it up or you test positive and and now you're not allowed back in the U.S., uh, you are, you know, I guess responsible for your accommodations for two weeks in the Bahamas. I'm not sure how they're going to work that out or any other island. There's some resorts that are you know trying to get around this new problem by saying if you do test positive we'll put you up for two weeks but that means like you'll be confined probably to your hotel room and uh, serve bologna sandwiches i'm guessing you know so in other uh, words go service. to 
Yeah. You need to go to these islands and you need to engage in risky behavior and don't practice social distancing and you get a free two-week vacation is what I'm getting out of this. Okay. The views expressed on Just Plain Radio <laughs> are not those of any sane individual. Uh, so anyway, it is Come what on. It is. You were thinking it too. You know it. Yeah. Well, the view would be uh, pretty nice, you know, but, but I, you know, like I said, I was just thinking like, well, if you have your plane over there. Um, you could still at least, I guess, island hop. I don't know. Well, I don't think the Bahamas. No, I think they're yeah, going to make you quarantine. Yeah, they're going to make in you, your room, yeah. not not quarantine in your cockpit. Well, I mean, you know, could you? It's like oh, I'm just going to go fly the pattern for a couple hours. You know, you're still by yourself. I don't know. But you have to get to the airport. That is true. So there's a whole problem and issue. But uh, anyway, you can navigate it accordingly. All right. So last week we were talking about. A lot of this flight examiner type stuff. Actually, we had that story about the uh, the student who, I don't know, failed a couple times, and then he had an incident, and then they came back and blamed his, uh, blamed his instructor instead of him. And I was kind of like, wow, that's nice. Uh, that's really nice to know that if I ever have a problem, I can just blame my instructor. And instead now of you know why no one wants to teach you. Well, okay. <laughs> No one said they didn't want to teach me. No, I'm pretty sure Ed and Keith washed their hands of you years ago. No, no. That's not, I, I do not remember any such conversation. Ed will neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. That's why I'm silent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that, uh, Ed? Well, well, absolutely. I mean, that, uh, and it's actually, there've been times in the past where I've had, uh, FAA contact me about instructors that work for me when their pass rates were low. Um, and, uh, and they were being scrutinized because, uh, they, they had, uh, they had, uh, quite a few failures. So absolutely it, it, from a flight school management standpoint, we, we monitor and manage instructors by their pass rates. We, we totally tell them when they come into the process that we evaluate them on, uh, their, their customer's performance when they go for uh, progress checks or flight tests. Right. Now, if you, if you look at the FAA approved schools, the part 141 schools, they actually have a regulatory mandate that they must maintain an 80% first time pass rate right. on all their, stu- their students. Mm-hmm. And thus their instructors must keep an 80% pass rate for all, all their students. And if they fail to do that, they lose their, uh, their school right. privileges right exactly and mm-hmm. there is a stipulation that uh, for a flight instructor to renew one of the ways they renew they have to have an 80 percent pass rate uh, over a two-year process uh, or an equivalent thereof but then there are other ways to renew you can renew your flight instructor certificate through a a 16-hour online class so there are some other ways around the quality of training to get renewed as a flight instructor um, but it, you know, absolutely, it is something that uh, um, the FA already looks at, and they've put a lot of things in place. Now, uh, IACRA is one of them. I can go in and I can pull up my results of all the people that I've endorsed since yeah. IACRA started, and I can come up with uh, what my pass rate is. So I'm sure, with a push of a button, they could tell it too. Sure. Um, and and so that. Uh, um, there's also a new program that they're, they're using about two years old, uh, called DMS, 
um, and designee management system. And they use that to manage uh, manage the designee, but it also helps them get in contact with the applicant and track the applicant a little bit better because they will follow up with the applicant to see how the examiner did. So there's more scrutiny on both ends of that spectrum going on and probably more coming. Well, that's um, what I was kind of wondering. I mean, it's one thing to blame your instructor that you didn't get trained properly, but also the flight examiner has to sign off that you know what you're doing. And if they signed off on it, now you can blame your instructor and the flight examiner for your mishap. Is that right? Yes to no, okay. but there are some situ- there are some situations where that's been an issue as well. And yeah. the flight examiners, there was a guy just up in South Carolina, I think, uh, examiner that the FAA pulled his uh, his designation. My designation, I'm not an FAA employee. I'm designated as a pilot examiner, mm-hmm. and that is to make the FAA's job easier because there's no way that the FAA financially could handle uh, all the giving all the tests that need to be given in a given any given year. Right. And but but every every time we renew, which is annually, uh, we go through this process. We sign paperwork telling stating that we understand that this is a privilege, and uh, you know, and that it, we need to treat it as a privilege because it can be taken away at any time. Um, and they, they do hang that heavy over the pilot examiner, rightfully so. We've got some big decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we need to be, we need to be thorough and, and we need to be, uh, you know, uh, making sure that we're making the right decisions so that the, the general public, the people flying in these airplanes with these pilots are safe. Right. And, uh, and well, so we're scrutinized. The instructors are scrutinized and maybe it's going to get to be higher yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I kid, but I, in all seriousness, uh, your name's on the certificate, so it does mm-hmm. reflect on the examiner. It reflects on the instructor. So I joke around, but I know it's a pretty serious thing. People that you sign off on, they're an extension of you, and so you want them to represent you well. Very correct. First time ever, I'm correct. I love it. And on that note, remember, there's no better high than learning to learning fly. To fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.